Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to Loon Talk week number seven here on Score North, Score North Podcast Network, anywhere you find your podcast, as well as Score North's YouTube YouTube channel. Excuse me. My name is Jonathan Harrison alongside Dan Terrar once again. Dan, how are you doing, sir? Hello. Excellent. Good to see you again. I wish we were preparing you. for a match soon, but <laughs> we're not. We've got 19 days until the next one, so days. buckle in. Wow. Uh, let's start off here. If you are watching the YouTube version of this, you notice that Dan is in front of a very nice bar. I just want to congratulate you on a fantastic-looking <laughs> bar behind you. you got to have a place to go, Jonathan. Oh, it's fantastic. Remember that. When you get old like me, make sure you've got a place to go, always. When I'm done with the <laughs> diapers that are behind me with the kids, uh, I will set up my bar a little bit better. Right yes. now, we're just yes. Right now, diapers are just too much of a priority for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Unfortunately, not for me, but for the kids. Yes. Um. Yeah, Jonathan Harrison here. You can find me at at John Harrison ninety on Twitter. You can find Dan Terrar on Twitter at Dan Terrar D A N T E R H A A R. If you're watching on the YouTube stream, it's right below us in our name tags. Um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe us. It helps us get found anywhere you. Listen to your fo- your favorite podcasts, um, Dan. Let's just jump into it right here. A we will review the one one draw at Rail Salt Lake. It was a I don't know. It's a road point. It's about as much as I can say from that game. Unfortunately, I'll take the road point going into a three week break. But I mean, nothing to really write home about. No, it really wasn't. It was it was a tough game. I found it a very tough game to call the play by play. There just wasn't yeah. there wasn't much flow on either side. Um, and it was choppy, uh, really choppy at times. Uh, and, and they just need, I didn't, I was not impressed with the play of either team. It probably deserved to end in a one, one draw. Yeah. Um, what I came away with that, Jonathan, was that this is the third match, and it's not a great trend because it does it's not going to last all season is this is the third straight match where they've needed a very late goal, uh, of course, fortunately, the last two times it was to get a win and three mm-hmm. points. This time they needed a late goal. Was it 79th minute or 80th minute on the goal from Nico? Yeah. Um, man, you don't want to. It's great to get those uh, late goals, and it's fun. It's exciting, but you don't want to. You don't want to depend on that. Yeah, you I think. Know? I think you're going down a path that kind of leads to the rest of the talkers that I had planned out here. Is that okay? They still have issues hitting the net. I mean, they they shot the ball 12 times on the night. They only found one on target the entire time, and that's been a trend all season long. We thought mm-hmm. it was just kind of a blip when it started in Seattle, then it happened against Real Salt Lake at home. We're like, ah, this. hopefully this isn't a worrying thing going into the future. Here we are, seven game or six games into the season, seven or six games into the season, we're still talking about they can't get shots on net. Yeah, taking uh, you know the most uh, shots in the league, um, and not not scoring goals, and, and you'd rather have that number be much smaller and have more goals. I think going. I'm not sure if that changed after the match, but I think going into the match last week, uh, Jan Gregoosh had the most missed shots or the most shots without having a shot on goal. I think he has ten Jeez. shots on the season, and none of them are on goal. And yeah, that's got to change, you know. Yeah, and he's he's too good of a player to to have that stat hanging over his head. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Is is to get those shots, you 
are doing something right. And we've talked about this in that 0-4 start to the season, that even during that time they were getting – a lot of shots. Now, not not great opportunities, not you know great A chances. But if you're getting those uh, large number of shots like that, you have to be doing something right. Because if you're just yeah, getting absolutely. if you're just getting your butt whooped, you're not coming up with that many shots. Yeah. So I think that is probably what. If I were Adrian Heath, that's what I would say. Hey, listen, we're doing some things right. We've just got to fine tune it now so that those shots are a little bit better quality. And then, of course, we have hit the dang goal. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. I think if you're looking for a positive out of the first seven games, mm-hmm. they're, as you said, they're creating a ton of shots, one of the most uh, in the league um, right. so far this season. So their attacking play is finding the ability to shoot the ball and finding spaces to shoot the ball. It's just getting quality chances that they're struggling to do at this point. So right. hopefully with a little bit more time, they now have basically another preseason here with these next three weeks off. No games taking place in the next 19 days. So they have, as I said, and, and another preseason, especially with the two new players that they brought in, the two new starters that they brought in, it's time for those players to gel in practice. Hopefully by the time the 19th comes around, those players are itching to play another team instead of each other, mm-hmm. and they just unleash a handful of goals against Dallas, which would be nice to see. But, yeah, it's just it's frustrating to see them continue to struggle to hit the net and challenge opposing goalkeepers. And this time you had you had a essentially a backup goalkeeper in because they took away our one storyline going into the game in David in David Ochoa who right. was off to play bench warmer for the US men's national team. So we we didn't have that for us this week. Um it's a road point as I said we'll take it. Wasn't the most inspiring of performances, but they did it without Emmanuel Reynoso. I think that's important. We went into the match saying that. We talked about that in the pre-match show that they needed to figure out or they needed to know that they could score goals and do do something like this without Emmanuel Reynoso, their best player. And I think you're going to take the positive out of that. They, they got a 1-1 draw. I, I would assume you'd want more, but I think there's still a positive there that they were able to do this without Emmanuel Reynoso. Yeah, and they threw a I, – I don't think it was by uh, by design, but because Emmanuel Reynoso was not in the lineup, uh, Real Salt Lake focused their attention differently, and mm-hmm. they gave uh, Ja'Cory Hayes a lot of space. Absolutely. Um, and – you could see the difference. And if you were wondering how good Ja'Cory Hayes is compared to Emmanuel Reynoso, we saw the difference. Ja'Cory had a good match. Ja'Cory, but if Emmanuel Reynoso had that much space and that much time, if he was given that, like he was early on in last season before other teams figured out that he was the guy they had to mark, um, we would have won that match easily. Um, because he would have created or scored at least a couple more goals. So hey, we really saw um, how much we need him. But you're right. We got a point on the road, which is always good in the MLS, and you did it without your most skilled player, and that only bodes well. I mean, we, we got a chance to see Unu a little bit. Um, he's going to need a little time to you know build some more chemistry. We saw flashes there. Very disappointing that um, – Fragapane uh, didn't get to play because of paperwork. Um, well, isn't it? This league is just so amazingly strange. Uh, this is a player we've been talking about for weeks and weeks. Yeah. And then he's in the country. And then it's like, you know, you're tracking this whole thing. And, oh, he's going to play now. He's ready to go. And then, oh, nope. 
He doesn't have his paperwork yeah. done. He's, he's been playing just... every three days for his club, for his former club in Argentina, including literally playing the night before they announced the signing. So he basically boarded the plane right after that game and came right mm-hmm. up here. <laughs> yeah. And he's so he's ga- he was perfectly game fit. He was ready to go, and right. unfortunately, because of paperwork, he can't play, uh, which was disappointing to see because. Now they now they have to wait. Now we have to wait another 19 days for him uh, to see his, his debut. But we did get yeah. to see the debut of Nico Hansen finally. He scored a ton of goals in the preseason. Unfortunately, an injury mm-hmm. knocked him out for the first couple weeks. I liked what I saw. Showed his flat. Showed his speed, and that's going to be dangerous coming off the bench for this club this season. So that's going to be really good to have him as kind of that backup winger behind Robin Lud and and Franco Fregapane. Um so I liked what I saw, including getting in on the goal. I mean, he'll get credited with it. It's not going to be his most favorite goal, but it's a goal nonetheless. He'll take it. Yeah, it was it was good. Like I said, we've talked about him so much. You know, he you finally get to see him. He comes in, and we do right away. You do right away see that he's got that extra level of speed, um, which is what this team kind of needs um yeah we've got a lot of absolutely. skilled guys but we don't have anybody that uh people have to be looking at try, you know people have to know where they are where is he and he's got yeah. that kind of speed that's going to draw attention um the goal was it was just one of those weird situations where he made his run he fought you know and here again is where a player continues his run even after he thinks the play is over. If he doesn't do that, he's not mm-hmm. where he needs to be to have that ball deflect off him and into the goal. As I watch that again, it makes me curious as to why Zach McMath tried to punch that one away instead yeah. of just catching it. It wasn't coming in with some incredible pace where he thought he had no. to uh, redirect it over the bar. He was trying to punch that, that straight back out. And he punched it right into Nico Hansen, went off <laughs> Nico Hansen, and just trickled inside the post. It never, like I, said, I think he said on the broadcast, it never got to the back of the net. And <laughs> yeah. and as I watched it again this week one night, I, I said, well, why did why didn't he catch that? I mean, I know it's hard. You're a goalkeeper. The ball's coming in. You got to make a decision. But right. I'm sure if McMath had that one back, he would have played that ball much differently. It's- and but it's, it's a goal. You know, you get the goal yeah. you needed and get the point out of uh, out of a road trip before a break. And I, I think if Minnesota doesn't get that goal and get that draw, eh, it'd, it'd be a really different feel right now. And it shouldn't. Absolutely. Well, one point shouldn't make that much difference in the whole scheme of things, but it would just leave. It would have been just a, a really, uh, really tough feeling to go into that break with. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get back to more of the standings in a second. I know it's your favorite thing. What, <laughs> seven weeks in looking at the standings. We'll get back to looking at the standings in a second. I want to get back to something you said earlier. Uh, Ja'Cory Hayes left with a lot of space because now with Emmanuel Reynoso out, Ralsal Lake really focused on shutting Robin Lode down, who is, mm-hmm. who, as we've mentioned time and time again, has been their best player this season uh, besides Emmanuel Reynoso and they shut him down. He had the least amount of touches among the starting 11 who made the full or who lasted the full 90. And for a guy that's been that good this season, he can't have the least amount of touches. He has to get on the no. ball. They ha- the team has to find him in real Salt Lake, no. Real Salt Lake really just shut him down then. And Saturday. the touches that he did get, uh, most of those came in the uh, later part of the first half mm-hmm. and the second half because he had to make some adjustments and yeah, We've talked about this before. When they take away your space, you have to find space. And he did, but he did that by dropping back. And that didn't help the offense any. 
And, and, and there was a few times, too, where I thought he even came back and towards the middle to try and find space. And then all of a sudden, he and Ja'Cory Hayes are occupying the same space. And it, they, it, was, it was well played by Rial. And it, it did cause, you know, Robin Lode some, some, some issues. And because of that, he wasn't as much of an impact. And, and again, that's, that's, you know, goes to show you the importance of Emmanuel Reynoso and having a guy in the middle that draws that attention because then both wings benefit from that. And, and Absolutely. so it, it, it'll be different when we have this, you know, we've been, we've been talking about this full lineup and we finally get Unu in there and then Fragapane is not ready to go. And then now we're going to lose guys to the international play. And it's just frustrating. It just feels like we're going to be talking about this lineup and we still haven't seen it, and we're not going to see it probably in June either. Yeah, no, depends because on when, Robin Lowe's going to be out for a while. Yeah, it depends and on Jan when Gregor's he going to be out. So it's just so it's you know that's why I, I keep saying just be patient with this team. Mm-hmm. All they've got to do, I, I think, once this uh, once their starting eleven is in place, and there's no more interruptions with international play, and if if, if most everybody stays healthy, this is going to be a really good team. And as long as they make the playoffs, this team should get better and better right through August, September, and then, you know, into the end of the season. So it's just, I know, I know what the fans are feeling. They're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been hearing about this lineup and this team and there's help coming and there's new pieces being added. And it's just, it's, this is the, uh, this is the MLS. You've got to be patient because things mm-hmm. change right through till when's the when's the deadline? Is it uh, deadline was the first deadline was today and the then first deadline second deadline it'll open up in, again in July yeah yeah and so teams are changing right up till then you know yeah. and uh, so it, it, you need to to be just like any other Minnesota sports team if you're a fan you better learn to be patient and this team is <laughs> is no exception was Not it been, at all. since 1991 since a men's team made the finals of any sport. Yeah, so man, we're used to futility while. here. So, uh, <laughs> you want to look at the standings? Sure, I, you know, it's I, I always your favorite standings. time. Yeah, it's, it's always your favorite thing to do. But that's okay. We can look at them anyway. <laughs> I think, despite being second from bottom, because the Western Conference is basically just eating itself alive this season, because that's all we're, it's all each team is playing is the Western Conference, and the Eastern <laughs> Conference is only playing the Eastern Conference. These teams are just eating themselves alive. There's so much ground you can be can be made up with just one win. The Loons sit on seven points. If they win against Dallas and just say no other games take place, they mm-hmm. move up to 10 points, which moves them up to sixth place in the West in the Western Conference. That's right. in playoff positions. Right. You win another yeah. game, you're up to 13 points. You're up to fourth place. You're one spot out, or you have a home playoff game. Like, right. There, so There's so much ground you can be made up so quickly because of how condensed the Western Conference is right now. And, and past history would tell us, Jonathan, that that's not going to change in the next, yeah. you know, four or five months. It's going to stay that way. And it, it's you hope that Minnesota can find a way to get themselves above that playoff line like they did last season so that they aren't um, down the stretch with three games to go and they've got to yeah. get eight points out of it or seven points or worse yet, you need nine points. So, yeah. uh, but that's probably what it'll come down to again for the final playoff spots is somebody having to win on decision day and, and get mm-hmm. in and that knocks somebody else out. So I hope that they can be above that fray when, when that happens, but I just don't see any reason why the uh, Western conference won't come down to the very last game yeah. last 
you know, day of, of regular season play. Yeah. And part of this, part of the, my confidence as to where the loons are right now is the fact that a couple of the teams above them are struggling so much. You look at, you look at Austin, they're, they're a new club. They're struggling to find goals at the moment. I mean, they've got a really good defense on their side. They shut out Seattle at Seattle. So that's pretty good considering Seattle's one of the better teams, if not the best team in the league right now, Vancouver are, well, they're Vancouver. They've been the same Vancouver. They have been for the past, what, four years at this point, LAFC are surprisingly struggling Real Salt Lake. They're going to kind kind of be in and out of that playoff race all season. Portland are struggling with injuries, which is causing them a whole lot of troubles early in the season. San Jose, as you predicted earlier this season, they won't see the top of the Western conference again. And basically since they reached that mountaintop, they've mm-hmm. only struggled since then. I think they've lost like three or four in a row. Now they are struggling mightily. Houston, people have optimism about them. I'm not so sure on that. Just, I don't believe I don't believe in the depth that they have. So I think there's a ton of spots that are still open yeah. for Minnesota to grab. And we talked about it, this team and this mythical lineup we've always been talking about <laughs> and previewing. Yeah. Once it comes together, this team's going to, is, is probably one of the better teams in the league. And they're going to start rattling off some wins here, I would hope. And there's, Places there's plenty of places they can climb in the Western Conference because there's a lot of teams that started off hot that aren't that good. When this lineup is is in in place, um, you know, and I, we have to assume it will be because the players are now signed. They're just trying to finish up the final details on one of them. Uh, what impresses me about this lineup is not only is it going to be by far the best lineup that you know Minnesota United has ever had, mm-hmm. but then you start looking at the guys that aren't in that eleven, yeah, and you realize that you not only have um, the best starting eleven you've ever had as a club, but you have guys uh, that will not be in that starting eleven that are some pretty darn good, you know soccer players you know yeah you have a midfield you have a midfield that consists of Jacory Hayes, Jan Gregish, Hassani Dotson, Ozzy Alonso, Will Trapp and in in if I'm forgetting someone I'm I I'm sorry but in Adrian Heath's system he usually only starts two of those guys or three mm-hmm. of those guys if he goes to a 4-3-3 so there's going to be a lot right. of guys in that midfield that are sitting out that probably shouldn't be sitting out that should be starting week in and yeah, week out I mean, at this point, you've got at least, um, you know, Ja'Cory Hayes and uh, Ozzy Alonso on the bench. Yeah. Well, I kind of like those two guys. I think they're yeah. both uh, they're both great players that could help a lot of teams. And and all of a sudden, you know, you bring in a few more defenders. You've got Baki Debasi is back now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's exciting. Well, we shouldn't we shouldn't forget the two goaltenders. You know, you've absolutely. Got, uh, it's it's Tyler Miller right now, but. Um, by the time you know July rolls around, it could be Dane St. Clair if if Tyler stumbles a little bit, and then Dane jumps right in. So, you know, we talked about how we can't imagine this team being able to afford having these two keepers the whole season. But as things roll on, and then and Dane, you know, is getting some uh, time with the Canadian national team. You know, it, wouldn't it be great if they? I mean, we talked about how we can't imagine them having these two goaltenders throughout the season. Wouldn't it be great if they did? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think those two guys feel that way because they no. both deserve to be starters somewhere. And they both want to be starters somewhere. So, you know, they don't want this. But, yet- but you know, but you know, if you have one of them go through a slump, then it's not going to be for very long because the other one will just pop right in. You don't have to deal with the slump for very long. And that knowing that there's a guy like that behind you waiting to play, and yep. that's what's going to make everybody better on this team, you know? Yeah. 
Um, Adrian's talked about it for years. Having that depth and having mm-hmm. guys fight for every position yeah. is only going to make teams this team better. Right. Right, and and if a guy like uh, you know if, if if Robin Lude is playing on the right side and you know that Ethan Finlay's right there and Ethan wants to play badly, he, Ethan's going to push him in practice. He's going to make him mm-hmm. better. And this team, last year was the first year, wouldn't you agree that you really looked at their lineup when the season started and said this team could survive multiple injuries? They've got the depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we uh, saw before it last that year. never. No. Yeah. No. Before, I think going into what was it the first season at Allianz, you're like, okay, this is it's a pretty good starting eleven. Hopefully, none of them get injured because then <laughs> you're kind of struggling for spots. Yeah. Bench is but, a little thin. But yeah, as you said last year, and we got to see it. We got to see it play out. Is that they had a ton of depth. They had more depth than they've ever had, and mm-hmm. they had to use it late in the season with some in, some injuries in the midfield and. It came through. They the midfield played well last year, despite having to rotate quite heavily because of injuries. Right, and then no, you go totally into this agree. year, they just add more depth, and it's just like you feel this is the best complete squad they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so let's go through some of the. Uh, let's just kind of morph this as we're already looking around the league. Let's just morph this into looking around the league. We'll start off with some of the scores in the Western Conference. Uh, which one of these sticks out the most to you? LAFC lose in the 90th minute to New York City FC. Uh, LA Galaxy uh, get an own goal to continue their hot run, and San Jose continues their downward spiral. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, I think this one's kind of surprising. They come back after giving up a quick goal to Houston. They come back and score three second-half goals. Gianluca Busio, the young midfielder, just stunning everybody, continuing his rapid rise. Colorado, this is their third game out of four that they've scored three goals and a win. And then Portland just gets handled out in Philadelphia 3-0. And then Seattle-Austin 0-0. Colorado scoring on that pace is probably out of that whole, you know, list of games. Probably what surprises me the most. Yeah, um, I mean that's a you know, hey, if you can score three goals a match, you're not going to lose very often. You know, <laughs> no. if you do, you've got some serious problems in goal or defensively. So, I mean, to me, that's kind of the number. You know, any yeah. team that can, for any kind of consistency, put up three goals a match, you're, you're pretty. And I, I don't think Colorado's that good. But whatever they're doing to do it, you know, once, twice, three, four times, they that starts to get kind of impressive. Now, do I think they'll, yeah. they'll continue that for the rest of the season? I doubt it. But it, the fact that they've done it for this long, uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Colorado up in fourth place right now in the Western mm-hmm. Conference on 13 points or two points ahead of Houston, who's sitting fifth. Yeah, I don't know that they're fourth place good. They're definitely playoff good. Robin Frazier is a really good coach. He's been a coach in waiting for so long finally getting his chance after the Chivas USA disaster. And that's not really his fault is the whole thing that happened at Chivas USA. That was a disaster. Um, Robin Frazier showing that he shouldn't have been passed on as much as he was and just showing that Colorado is a very good team, a very hard team to beat this year. Mm-hmm. I think the one that surprises me so far, and it's kind of the obvious one, LAFC struggling so early this season. They've had some injuries, had some players gone. They just they can't score goals. They've only got eight on the season for a team that's invested as much money as they have had into that roster. It's surprising that they've only scored eight goals so far in, what, seven games? That's yeah, and, not and a that's good pace a- for a team that aspires to win an MLS Cup. Yeah, and that's a team that I think you have to put in the same category as Minnesota right now. They're just struggling to play to their potential. Um Injuries, new additions coming for Minnesota, injuries for L- for LAFC. I, I think that they've got to be saying the same things that we are as, you know what, it's early, 
Don't panic. You know, they've got more injury problems than anything else, but they've got three weeks plus, you know, right now. And that does, that goes a long ways to help with injuries. And unless yeah. of course, you know, they're season ending stuff, but for those, for the most part, you know, I think they will come back in the, uh, after this, after this international break. And I think they'll be a lot better. Just like I think Minnesota will. Yeah. Next up for Minnesota is a trip down to Dallas, a team that lost 3-0 to Colorado. It was, if you look at the stats, without looking at the scoreline, that's a game that you think, oh, Dallas won this one easily. 21 Uh shots, 6 on target, 66% of the possession for Dallas, yet they cannot score a single goal in all that time. Mm -hmm. That's a team that's really struggling. One win, three draws, three losses on the season so far at the bottom of the Western Conference. Not a good start for Luchi Gonzalez and his Dallas side, and Minnesota will be hoping that they can pounce on that and add to their misery coming up. Yeah, the nineteen. We, we days. know. Yeah, and we know all too well what it feels like to to get shots and not score goals, and and so <laughs> yeah, and so hopefully that nothing changes in the next three weeks, other than Minnesota, you know, getting their lineup closer to being set, and um, I think that you know that's one of those matches coming out of a long break like that where there's no excuse not to be prepared there's no excuse not to be conditioned and ready to go and um i i would like i would rather that we were at home the first match yeah. after the three-week break um but that's the way it goes and uh i just i boy i, I don't know what will change in my opinion between now and then but uh, i think that that's a very important um match for Minnesota to try and get I hate to say you know you need three points on the road because in this league you you can never if you're if it's the worst team in you know it's like you know you can't go into the worst team in the west and just expect three points yeah it's too hard to win on the road in this league so mm-hmm. this is one where you look at it and go you know what they really need to get three points coming out of this break on the road against a team that they should be able to beat. But we all know how difficult that is uh, to do on the road. Absolutely. Um, Moving on past the scores of the weekend, Mm -hmm. um, this one breaking a couple hours ago. According to Jeff Reuter and Pablo Maurer of The Athletic, MLS is in the advanced state planning stage of a lower division league that would essentially act as a link between MLS academies and the first team. It's set to start next season, would be considered thir- third division. Um, the MLS is aiming for a third division, uh, I guess, qualification of it because it means that their stadiums, the minimum stadium it, uh, capacity is a thousand seats, so they don't have to have the biggest of stadiums for them. I don't know what okay. the minimum stadium is for a Division Two side, um, but they want a they want a Division Three qualification. Expected to launch with over half of the MLS teams fielding clubs. There's no word yet on whether Minnesota is one of them. They haven't had a lower division side. They had a brief mm-hmm. affiliation with Ford Madison, but that one ended I think last year. Um, so they really haven't had a lower division side that they were able to just rely on heavily to get some of their younger guys minutes. Um, spring to fall with the potential of a playoffs and no age limits on the players. So it wouldn't just be a U23 league. They can play. They would be able to play all their basically bench squad if they wanted to. Um, I think if Minnesota gets involved in this, put them up at Blaine. It'd be fantastic. It would make sense. There's a stadium there and um what what's great about that is if it and I don't know the logistics how that would work for players to go between teams, but you know in other professional sports it's a great tool to have mm-hmm. to if you've got a, a veteran player that just needs conditioning, 
players not in game shape, you've got options. Um, yeah. And, 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 but most importantly, for those young players that come out of the academy, the homegrown players, someplace they can come and, and from the academy and continue to play and go right into games. Yeah. Because too often Minnesota, now, you've got players that are sitting around. You got, you've got our goaltender, Fred Emmings. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, I was going to say that. You playing a weekly, playing goal every week somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say you could get him minutes. I mean, you're yep. not going to loan him out because he's 16 years old. So, right, it's not going to loan him. You're going to want to keep him in here. So, getting him minutes, getting getting Patrick Wea minutes, getting uh, getting uh, McMaster some minutes, just getting all these guys some minutes, and yeah, it'd just be fantastic if they are able to get involved in this. Um, I don't, there's not much details on it. It's just breaking. Um, if you want to read more about it, go over to The Athletic. Jeff Ruder and Pablo Maurer have it covered over there. Oh. It's a pretty in-depth article. Um, let's move on to a segment we started two weeks ago. We didn't do it two last week because we were all watching Minnesota RSL. Really well titled here, What We're Watching. I know. What? We're, it's a great title. <laughs> did, you think of that by, did you think of that by yourself? I certainly did. <laughs> No help on that one. That was fantastic. Fantastic naming. Uh, Basically, we just normally we would do two games each, one MLS and one non-MLS. But because MLS is on a break, we're not going to do MLS this week. We're just going one Mm non-MLS game. Um, I'll start us off here. I'm going with a game that's going to kick off at 4.05 Central Time in the morning, Friday morning. Because we are taking place in Australia. You're not going to get up and watch it. Who are you kidding Dan, I'm not getting up. I'll already be up. Thursday is my birthday. I don't have to work Friday. I am not going to sleep Thursday night. Wow. Man, we got to talk. <laughs> really? Four? You're going to watch? Okay. I'm right. playing video games till probably 3 o'clock. I'll take like a quick nap and then get up and watch watch the final weekend of Australian A-League action before the playoffs start. <laughs> I love me some A-League. It's, it's fun. And then you sleep all you sleep the whole your whole birthday. You'll sleep all day. No, I, I got to take care of the kids on Friday, but I'll be fine. I only need an hour. I'm good. I get I got to teach me your some older, your okay, older so I son. What, what's your older son's name? I forgot. Matthew. Matthew. Does he know how to give daddy a wet willy yet? Oh, yes, he does. He loves doing that. All right. Daddy's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I never said what this game was. It's MacArthur FC hosting Wellington Phoenix. You look at the standings in the A-League. MacArthur FC, they're a newer squad. I believe either one or two years old this year, their okay. debut season or their second season. They're in fourth place in the A-League. As I said, it's the final weekend of the season. Wellington Phoenix sit two points out of a playoff spot, so this game means a ton to each of those teams because MacArthur FC are just, I think, four points away from dropping out of the playoffs. I don't think they can drop out, but um, yeah, it's it's exciting last weekend of A-League action. If you All like right. your Australian... It's Australian soccer. Right. I know I know Dan's not a fan of Australian rules right. football, which is just insane because right. that's, an, that's an insane sport that I have no idea what's going on, and it's fun I to get watch. A head, I get a headache when I watch Australian rules football. <laughs> you don't like 22 much. versus 22? It's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I am going, you know, I like watching Team USA play, so they've got a, uh, a match on Thursday against Honduras in mm-hmm. Denver. Yep. So I'll, that's that's what I'll be watching. That is the USA, USA. Is Nations League semifinal game. If they win, they go on to play whoever wins the other semifinal, which I believe, if I'm pulling it up correctly, 
or bear with me, Mexico versus Costa Rica. I assume Mexico would win that one. So it'd be a Mexico USA so. final in the CONCACAF Nations League final on Sunday. I'm excited to see the U.S. men's national team play. Um, hopefully we get to see the squad, like Minnesota, hopefully we get to see the squad that we've always been wanting to see that features Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic together. Christian Pulisic off of winning the Champions League, the first American to win the Champions League. Um, he didn't score a goal, unfortunately. We'll get to that in just a moment here and write that down. All right. Um, but, yeah, I it it sh- it should be a good one. I'm excited to, to watch the U.S. play um, a competitive match for the first time in a long time. It seems unfortunately, like it's been forever, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, they didn't make the World Cup, so they didn't have to play a competitive right. match then. So it's been forever since they've played a competitive match. So let's get yeah, let's get oh. back to playing competitive games that right. mean something again. Right? Yeah, can't wait. All right. I know we've been kind of avoiding it for the first 32 minutes of the show. Not a good weekend. Write that down. No, it didn't go well at all. Terrible week for you and I, Dan. So, if you're new to the show, welcome. This is Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Tell a friend. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. Help helps us get seen and heard by other people that don't know we're here. Um, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast, as well as Score North's YouTube channel. You can see our ugly mugs over there. We are, if you don't know, Myself and Dan Terrar, we are the radio crew for Minnesota United Radio Broadcast. So technically we're paid by the team, but for this instance, for this venture, we are paid by Score North, so we are not team employees now. So as I like to say, we're the most unofficially official Minnesota United podcast, or as Dan likes to say, we're the best kept secret in MLS. Shh, don't tell anybody about the radio broadcast. All right, so write that down every week. Is three soccer-related predictions from each of us, at least one Minnesota United-related prediction in those three. We'll keep track of the correct predictions all season. We'll call the correct predictions goals throughout the year, and most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted golden boot. Who knows what that means at this point? Um, let's Sounds do a quick cool, accountability though. session. Okay, where are we Cal at? got one, right? So good for him. He said a Minnesota United debutante will score a goal against RSL. Now, I thought when he said this that he meant Unu or Fragapani, and I'm pretty sure that's what he meant, too. You know he did, but he got a Nico Hansen (laughs) fluke goal. Goal off the back. What a a cheesy way to get a point. (laughs) He's such a wanker. (laughs) What a lucky way to get that point. No kidding. Uh, Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? He got it. You know, that's fine. Let's Let's start the bloodbath now. You know, start with me. I, <laughs> that's a lot of red. Everything's red. The <laughs> uh, four incorrect predictions on my part. I said Christian Pulisic will score at least one goal in the Champions League final. Well, he didn't start, okay. so that hurt my chances there. He almost yeah, scored when he came on, but I'll take the win. I'll take the American winning the Champions League final by getting on the pitch. Man. I will take that any day. But I was wrong by saying that. I said the Loons will win at RSL just because I wanted a cheap, easy win. Cheap, easy <laughs> nice point. Try. Well, they couldn't do that for me. Nope, no chance. I said that there were two games in MLS last weekend that were facing an Eastern Conference side and a Western Conference side, and I said they will split this weekend. And I figured not. LAFC would win against NYCFC because that was an easy I one. I would have agreed And I that. figured yeah. Portland would get stomped by Philadelphia. Well, they did. Unfortunately, Ishmael Tajuri Shradi scored a 90th-minute goal for NYCFC to give them a rare road win at LAFC. Now that was a so, stunner. I thought you had that one in the bag. It was 0 for 2 for Western Conference mm-hmm. teams facing Eastern Conference team this week. And I said Manchester United will win the Europa League final. And gosh darn it, we went 22 penalty kicks deep. 
until David De Gea stepped up, our goal, or Manchester United's goalkeeper, and was the only person to miss a goal kick or a penalty kick on the night. And Villarreal beat Manchester United in the Europa League final. That was just crazy. <sighs> Unbelievable finish. Everybody made a penalty kick but David De Gea. That's I mean, amazing. the goalkeepers aren't technically supposed to be get up anyways, but it happened, and, well, it happened. It did? No, that was crazy. Dan, let's Weird get stuff. to you and all your right. You said the Loons will win the next two matches to get four and four. Yeah, the tie. I should get the half. tie ruined that right off the bat. No. All right, and then the next one. Do you know how close Michael Boxer <laughs> came to scoring a goal? Yes. Do you, he he. Is that why you put a little bit more juice on that call when he, he almost scored? to the header and just missed it to the far post by you know. Well, it was it was more than a few inches, but it was close. I couldn't yeah. believe it. That was tough. That you also tough. said Mexico will shut out Iceland. Well, that got ruined off an own goal. Come on. <laughs> Technically, Come on. they kind of – Iceland didn't score, but right. you said they would shut them out. Judges? Uh, Judges? Nope, sorry. Iceland scored. Uh, it wasn't a clean sheet. And then you man, said Lions FC will yeah. upset Fire FC at Hazelwood Park. And if I'm remembering the score correctly, it's either 4-2 or 3-2, but I Fire know. FC I went, beat I, Lions I went FC. for an upset. I thought Lions FC had had a good match uh, previous, and I thought maybe they were on a roll. But I, that's what happens when you go for an, for an upset in the uh, MASL Division yeah. One. So. Yeah. So here's our standings for the season. <laughs> no goals for me, so 0% correct. Five goals for you, but because you had a bunch come off the board that were incorrect, your percentage correct went down from like oh, 61% man. to 42%. And then the guests have had only two come off the board. They were both Cal's. Uh, he had one come off the board correct, one come off incorrect. So they All are right. 50%. None for the listeners so far. They've had two come off the board. Two very okay. negative ones come off the board. Yeah. So standings out of the way, Dan. I will let you start this week. All right. Minnesota United. And I'm going to put this. I don't want to go through the end of the season. But I, I went back and forth on this one okay. saying, well, that's an easy pick. No, it's a dumb one. No, it's easy. So I'm going to go with it. But before the end of August, which means because there's really no games in June till the very end. Right. So basically in the next two months of playing time, by the end of August, Minnesota United will have won four straight. Okay. Because everybody makes four such a big deal about they I lost like four in a row. They lost four straight uh, to start the season, and they will win four straight. I I, I almost said they're going to do it in July, but that's pretty aggressive. Um, so I take it you've looked at the schedule and figured out where this is going to happen? Yeah, there's there's a stretch at the late in July. That's why at first I was going to say they're going to win them before the end of July, but there's a stretch where I think that this is likely to happen late July, early August. But they will win four straight before the end of August right there. Trying down. to pull up their schedule to see what stretch you're talking about here. Was this the I don't Seattle have a schedule in front of me? End of July is tough. Seattle, Portland, LAFC, Vancouver. Well LAFC is not tough. Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. So it starts that LAFC. LAFC. It's it at LAFC LA, so you can get a ninetieth minute winner there. In LA, and then Vancouver's terrible. So they beat Vancouver mm-hmm. and then I try to remember who they had early in they had uh, Houston. August. And then LA Galaxy. See? So you think they're going to complete it against my boy Chicharito? Chicharito? <laughs> Chicharito, what's he got? Has he scored in the last month? That's Jeez. only been two games. He's still got seven goals. He's still the leading goal scorer in the league. Why no? But he hasn't scored in like two weeks. Hey, it's my one correct <laughs> prediction so far. 
Let's leave we'll it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I will right, tell. My, my first write that down for the week. Either Franco Fregapane or Adrian Unu will score against Dallas on June 19th. One or one or the other will score a goal. Yeah. I said either one okay. of them. Yep. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You got a good chance to get down. a point out of that. Yeah. Right there. I mean, it's no gimme with this team, but you got a choice. You got a chance, especially with uh, now. If both of them score, then I'm screwed because then it'll be incorrect because I said either one of them. Okay. Well, yeah. You don't want to pick the both. I'm gonna. Score. That's I'm greedy. gonna change it. Either or both. That way, I'm covered if both of them score. That's fine. No, it's same either thing. Either or but both. That's fine. Yeah. Because if they both score, then we're probably going to win. So that'd be great. I'm I like it. That, though. All right, we're writing that down. Right uh, I'm going to stay with a, a loons related one. Uh, Robin Lud playing for Finland on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, will I'm trying to remember who they're playing? Estonia, I think. Yeah, it's a tune-up game with Estonia. Okay. Robin Load for Finland. Will will have three shots and three fouls suffered in that match. That's oddly specific, but I like it. That's a dangerous pick. I like it. I think he'll and and again, I don't know how much minute you know. It's 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 a qual. It's a it's a tune-up. So I don't know how yeah. much time he'll play or, or anything. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Write okay. that down. Write that down. All right. Adrian Heath in his press conferences has usually said, I need one one or two more players, basically mm-hmm. since he's gotten here, one, two, three or more players. This week, before this game, he said, we're good. We have all the players that I wanted, something along those lines. He didn't we say we need more players. Yeah. And we're all surprised. We're like, we've never heard right. him say not one or two more players coming in, looking for one or two more players. Who doesn't want well, more players? Write that down. All right. There will be at least one new Minnesota United player before the season ends. Uh, okay. So basically you're saying no. They'll, they'll make a trade. They'll Adrian, sign someone. No, Adrian, yeah. I call BS. You don't have all your players. Okay, <laughs> yes. that's fine. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that's a pretty easy point. I think we were all shocked when he said, we're good. We've got we've got the players we wanted. This is the squad now, I've wanted all along. Now, if you would have <laughs> you would He, he said quickly said, ago, I might change my, my tune on that. but Yeah. If you would have said a couple weeks ago that before the season's over, Adrian Heath will say he doesn't need any more players. <laughs> got then that would have been amazing. That's that a home run pick. Amazing. That's a yeah. home run. Write that down. Amazing. All right. My third right. pick, going back to the uh, Minnesota Amateur Soccer League. That's my you are going to this well again. I like it. Um, there's a there's a there's an upset. No, no, no. That was that was last week. I was gonna um, say you did week, upset last week. It didn't pan we've out. Got, we've got Division One Stegman's 1977 playing Division Four Karen FC. Why is Division One side playing a Division Four side? I don't know, but it's there. Okay. It's at it's at it's at Coon Rapids Field Number Five on Sunday. In case you want to know. Oh. The the hollowed grounds of Stegman's, number five. Stegman's the Division One side will score at least five goals against Karen FC. Five. Okay. Write that down. Write that down. Five goals. Yep. Five I would goals. assume it's a win, but yeah, five Write goals. I like. Down. They could lose. I don't think so. They'll score five <laughs> goals. <laughs> hey, upsets are always there to be had when it's a fourth you never know. side facing their first. You never know. Setting. Yeah. All right. For the final, write that down of the week. I'm going back to your what we're watching. I'm going to say it. Write that down. The U.S. men's national team will beat Honduras this Ooh. Thursday in CONCACAF okay. Nations League semifinals. Just a win. We'll no predictions, no scores, no. I'm trying to get a goal any way I can at this point. 
U.S. men's national team <laughs> will win against Honduras. It, it, like you're not going to predict that like Chicharito will sneak into the stadium and throw on a USA jersey and score seven <laughs> goals. Nothing like that. Well, if that happens, the U.S. are getting disqualified for playing a another nation's team, another nation's player. <laughs> and I don't think the most popular Mexican player is going to hop aboard the U.S. men's national team anytime soon. So, all right, I like it. Good stuff. Hopefully I can get a goal this week so I end the misery of getting, what, I think like eight wrong at this point so far. be nice to end that drought. You got a, right, you got a few that are hanging out there that may come later, so. No. Yeah, I still said, I still, looking back at some of the ones that are still out there for both of us, Adrian Uno will, or Uno will score double-digit goals this season for Minnesota. I said that. I said, I, as I mentioned, Chicharito will be the leading goal scorer this season. Um, you have San Jose will not see the top of the Western Conference this season. That's You've only got three dunk. left hanging out there. Um, yeah. You said the Loons will make the playoffs in 2021. That's a slam dunk. Cal said Minnesota will be in the top six in the West after the Euros. By the time the Euros ends, he said Minnesota will be in the top six. No, they won't. The Euros end at the end of beginning of July. You don't think? Oh, the Euros. The top six? I thought you meant the yeah. break round. Now, okay. No, no, no. And, and a, yeah, yeah. Beginning of July. They probably will. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hope so that's what we got Hope left on right. the board for write that down. Yeah. Um, that has been Loon Talk for this week. Dan, good stuff this week. We will talk to you next what we, week. What are we going to talk about next week? Uh, we're going to try and get a guest. All right. Once again, we're going to try and get a guest. Cross our fingers. <laughs> that's your tease. That's your tease for next Shh, week to come back. Don't tell anybody about radio. <laughs> yeah, we're the best kept secret in MLS. Because then if people oh. start. Yeah. Should we talk about what we're going to do after the Dallas game? We're bringing it back. Oh, our podcast uh, post game. What? What? what I think, did we have a name for that? Yeah, we used to call. We used to differentiate it between Loon Talk and Loon Call. So oh, okay. we called those the Loon Call. So okay. I've seen people say that they want us to do it. The immediate reactions after the game. So after the Dallas okay. game, starting after Dallas, we will bring those back. Like the fifteen sure. twenty minute long immediate reactions to what yeah. we just saw just so we can get some content out there so people can consume some minnesota united stuff after each and every game we will be bringing that back um starting okay. against fc dallas i'm excited to fun. do that and and before we go tonight the the parlay uh ocean bottle oh, yeah. recycled jerseys were stunning uh, they remind me of the old Minnesota Kicks uniforms with the the blue and the orange, yeah. and I was thrilled with them, and I loved them. And then when I realized as I looked at highlights around the league that everybody was wearing the same colors, I felt <laughs> kind of dejected and let down. So for, for a moment there, I was, so, I was so excited. Oh, Did you get yourself one yet? No way. Yeah, but it still looks cool. still looks great. I know. I, know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah, they look good. Right. So that has been Loon Talk for this week. Again, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. We are Score North's Minnesota United Podcast. I'm Jonathan Harrison. That has been Dan Terra. You can also find us over on Score North's YouTube channel. Dan, good night. So long. Yeah, have a good and, night. Dan. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. 
Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.